0: Welcome to Real Talk. We are Homefield Group with Royal LaPage. I'm Kathy Dawson. Today I have with me Rick Love from Homefield Group and Judy Lambers. And Judy um, has a very interesting business that's very helpful to our field as well in real estate. Judy, can you tell us a little bit about where you're from, the name of your business, and what you do? Sure. Um,
1: so my business name is Organize Clear Declutter and I am a professional organizer, and I've been more specialized recently in helping seniors downsize and hosting in-home estate sales to try to clear out a lifetime of possessions.
2: So on that note, uh, and the reason that Judy's here is, uh, I've had a handful of people who, uh, you know, were elderly or uh, in a situation uh, where there was an estate and uh, Judy was able to, to come in sort of uh, prior to the, the sale of the home and, and offer assistance to the people to try and organize all their things and, uh, and while in all three cases that uh, we've worked together, uh, help them uh, divest themselves from their belongings and try to uh, uh, earn some income from it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and in every case that, uh, that I've referred... You two, uh, the people have been absolutely thrilled and have called you a virtual lifesaver. Yeah. <laughs> so,
1: a little extreme, but I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, that was one of the reasons we wanted to have Judy on is because, um, you know, you're, what you're propositioning wow. is so valuable at this particular time in uh, in the market with uh, the, the baby boomer population mm-hmm. sort of coming into an age where we're now. People are wanting to start to uh, to divest themselves of their belongings, and and yeah, your your timing is perfect.
1: Yes.
0: So, if somebody hires you um, to help them declutter their house, what can they expect?
1: Uh, well, essentially, I come in. Uh, it's a very personal consultation, I guess you would say, because I have to dive right in to get to the bottom of their stuff, which essentially means. Rooting through personal items, going through, going through closets, going through doors, uh, going in spaces that in certain homes haven't been tended to in many years, um, and just trying to figure out what they are wanting to keep, what their children, which is little, what the children want to keep, uh, friends, they, family. They, they want a small. A small portion of what the parents have nostalgic items. Uh, fortunately, push comes to uh, push comes to shove, where where I have everything set up in a retail sense. Uh, the appearance of it may look slightly better, and so then kids are a little bit more. Oh, maybe I do want that piece of my home. Um, so, but overall. There is not a whole lot that the children are wanting to take with them.
2: And I've sort of seen what you do. Like you you literally pull everything out of everything every nook out. and cranny of the house yeah. and then put it on display throughout the house. Yep. And then you price everything and, and then actually open the house like it's a retail space. Exactly.
1: Cash and carry come in first come, first serve uh, through at this point, I've probably hosted over 40 sales. Um, so through that, I know you actually host the sale. I actually host the sale. So it's myself and a couple employees. Typically we ask that clients, it depends. Every situation is different, but we ask that the clients for the most part, not to be there only because it's difficult to see your belongings go out the door quite often for a fraction of the price of what they originally purchased for. And of course, uh, there's even haggling, when it's being sold at such a reduced price. So that can be very difficult for people to see those items go. Mm-hmm. Um, so we each into, family is different.
2: We run into the same issue where, you know, you're showing a house and and yep. if the seller is present, sure. it's awkward for the person Absolutely. going through the house. So Absolutely. this would be even more awkward because yep. you got somebody who's yeah wanting to haggle on a price where the seller is right there yes. saying, mm-hmm. you yep. know, well, it's pretty personal.
1: Well, and mm-hmm. sometimes the, the, they're very insistent that they want to be there. Um, and I'm fine with that. It's, I advise them against it. I explain what the downfalls are. Uh, even the children quite often, uh, one of them may be a part of it. They, too, can find it very difficult to see all their parents' a lifetime sure. of work, basically, go Absolutely. out the door. Um, so it, it, it's based case by case. Um, but I'm not absolutely not going to not allow someone to be at the sale of their own contents.
2: And then as far as sort of having an understanding of the value of these things, I mean, after doing 40 sales, do you sort of get an idea of what is the value items are versus what the value items aren't?
1: Now I'm not, I'm not an antique appraiser. I am an avid thrifter myself. Um, I have on behalf of clients many times sold, items on things like Facebook Marketplace, so I have a good sense of what pricing is. Uh, I've also, through this, I've got a great network, so I, um, how do I explain that, I have antique dealers, I have different collectors, and they will actually at this point now help me if they see an item after I've posted a sale, they'll say to me, Jude, what is the price on such and such, it should be around this price point, Oh. so... Having said that, though, all the dealers, because I'm trying to sell an entire lifetime worth of stuff, typically in two five-hour sale days, um, I leave meat on the bone so that all of my um, antique dealers, pickers, collectors, whoever they may be, they can come in, purchase an item, put it into their retail space and have it on the shelf, whatever it may be, six weeks, six months, six years at a higher price where they can in turn make some cash on it. Right.
2: So yeah. you're wholesaling up the, the price tag yeah. so that it can yeah. move Yeah,
1: I am trying to price it to go yeah. as quickly as possible. Get it out the door without giving it away. Right. Yeah.
2: On the yeah. same on the same note, you're trying to generate as much income yeah. as you can for the person. Yeah,
1: yeah. Now There's, tell us about your, sorry. No, it's okay. I was just going to say auctions aren't unfortunately bringing necessarily the same money that they once used to. That's true. So this is just an opportunity to get a little bit more than what they may be at an option. And what about pricing for your services? So I strictly charge an hourly rate, both for myself and my crew. I don't take a cut of the sales whatsoever. Um, And then there's a few hours that are always behind the scenes, the posting of the sale, the advertising, the getting the physical signs up, um, that's all included in the rates. Okay.
2: Go
0: ahead. Um, do you mainly work with someone who's moving to a retirement home and downsizing or do you offer, or what sort of demographics do you have for your
1: clients? It depends. Uh, some people are really ahead of the game with the downsizing. Some people are choosing before retirement actually to move to a smaller property just to make life a little bit easier. Um, I've had a few cases, not many, which is great, where the client has actually, it's family, where the client has actually passed on. Um, But most of them are either moving to some form of assisted living or a condominium type situation where it's all one floor, easier for them to maintain, and just picking the things they love the most to go with them. Two
0: bedrooms rather than six. Exactly. Okay.
1: Exactly. Great. Yeah.
2: So once the sale is complete and you're uh, um, like, do you also provide a cleaning and sort of exterior property maintenance? or? or Yeah, so
1: once again, the network expands. So I've uh, reached out to a few other entrepreneurs in the area to help out in those situations. Um, Once again, it's all client-based. So some families will have me come in have the sale and to reduce their costs um they will take care of the aftermath um so if you have a lifetime of belongings and i typically aim to try to sell i guess about 70 percent of the contents 30 percent of the contents is a lot of stuff um so we handle that by um getting a hold of local charities, uh, typically the ones that are coming by to pick up. But even with that, having said that, all the charities are really over- overwhelmed with all the baby boomers uh, coming into retirement. They can have walls of books. Um, and unfortunately, the charities can't handle them, nor okay. can they handle a box of 20 individual single mugs that is available in uh, homes. So we are trying our best to find homes for all these pieces um so we always set up large free piles we just yesterday in grand bend we had a massive free pile curbside that was following the sale items that didn't sell 80 percent of those contents went um,
2: that's good
1: and it just saves it from going into the landfill and whether they choose to resell it whether they're metal scrappers Uh, Whatever the case is, our aim is to reduce as much stuff as humanly possible going into the landfills. And thankfully, with tire recycling, battery recycling, uh, what else? Plastics. There's so many things now. Chemical waste. Every home is full of old paint, old bug spray. Fortunately, there are resources for all of those items. So we try to keep as little out of the landfill and get people finding a new home. For what can be a lot of really beautiful precious
2: items, so we' we've been talking mostly about about the sort of estate sale or, or the yeah. contents um, sale, but the that's not really how the business started, correct?
1: No, so I'm an, I'm, I'm a, pers- a professional organizer. I deal mainly with homes. I work with a lot of um, all ages really, but a lot of uh, young mums just trying to get a handle on the stuff in their home. And it just kind of grew from that organically. That I had um, some senior clients, um, and of course, like I said, I'm a thrifter, and I was like, "What's the best way that we can handle the entire contents of the home?" And I essentially stole the idea from our neighbors to the south. Estate sales are massive in the U.S., and they're not really seen here in Canada very much. And it's a quick, inexpensive way. to get a whole lot of people through a home. Um, like I said, rehoming treasures, giving giving something that already had a 50 year life, being loved by one family to many, many families. So it's, it's enjoyable. And there's so many treasures to be found. There really are great pieces out there, so. What do you find is the
0: biggest challenge for your
1: clients? Uh, the emotional part of it. Um, Saying goodbye to all of these items. Now it's, it's, um, I'm a little bit of a parrot. I will constantly be saying to the the clients, um, we could find a box, whether it be photos or China or fabrics or something from their past that they've had for decades. And I just have to constantly remind them that the memories are in their head. The memories aren't in the box that's been stored in the closet for 20 years. And to just to hold on to those memories, we take photos if necessary. We try to insist that family members take them if they really want them kept in the family. Um, yeah, but I'd say that is the most difficult time just saying goodbye to the actual physical home, but as well, those items. That sounds and, really difficult. Yeah, it's, yeah, but out of it comes a lot of um, there's beautiful storytelling. You know, it's a lot of work and it's very busy work, but I always ensure to take the time to listen to some of those stories because they need them to be heard as well. And it can be, uh, yeah, definitely can be rewarding work. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: So where do you see or or where, where do you find the strongest need for your services in the county? Like it's sounding to me like it's probably that sort of older demographic, but then you're also pointing towards like young single moms as well.
1: Yeah, well, not necessarily single moms, just busy moms. There's a lot, there's a lot going on. Um, people have a lot of stuff. They want to, they want to get back some of their time to enjoy the family and enjoy all the stuff they have and not being overwhelmed by it. So my biggest go-to is the less you have, the easier your life. Not necessarily minimalism. But just living with less, and that's for both seniors and and demographics of my age and younger, living with less so that you can enjoy the items that you have. So I'm always really, really big. I push on the decluttering side of things. And yes, organizing and having all beautiful matching baskets is lovely for a photograph, but it doesn't necessarily represent true life. And I'd rather that people can use their homes and just be in a habit of finding homes within their home for all their items so that they know where they are they can use them when they need them but they're not tripping over them in a daily basis yeah
0: well this is a fabulous service that you provide thank you judy um do you have any other questions for judy
2: no other than to say thank you for coming on the podcast thank you for having uh, me if you need to get a hold of judy uh, you can contact us and we can refer you on. Right. Is there a, do you have a website or anything? Or I actually page?
1: just have a page on Facebook, okay. Organize Clear Declutter. Um okay. I get a lot of my work through social media. And then I have an organized clear declutter page on Instagram as well.
2: So if you need to find Judy and you can't find her on Facebook, you can find us and we'll find her for you.
1: Okay. Thanks.